ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in, it's Tuesday, May 15th. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. For the next hour, we'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You also, you can join me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. That's where I'm checking all the tweets coming in today. And, of course, you can send us text as well, 304-399-8255. If you want to drop us a text note, we will read them on the air. We've got a good show tonight. Coming up, 515, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall basketball team, Dan D'Antoni, we got some stuff to get into. Now, I don't know how much he's going to be able to talk about the reports earlier that uh, Michael Byers, um, who is six foot ten, 185-pound junior college forward, pledging to be part of the Thundering Herd. I don't know how much he can talk about that, but he can talk about, of course, the fact that they have picked up Juco transfer. And here's the pronunciation on this. Ante Sustic, he's from Croatia. He's officially joined the Thundering Herd, going to be part of the upcoming season. Here's what Dan said in the release, and we're going to talk to him more about it later. Uh, He is a modern-day big. Modern-day big. Not just big. He's 21st century modern. That's hell. He's high-tech. Said he can put it on the floor and shoot from distance, provides rim protection. Marshall could use that. His feet are quick enough to guard the outside as well, and he helps by adding size. Now, this kid played from, he played at Highland Community College in uh, Freeport, Illinois. It's going to be immediately eligible. He's got two years with the herd, so he might develop into a nice little player for the Thundering Herd. This kid can shoot 62.5% from the field, made 50% of his three-pointers. Now, the number's 7 of 14, but still 50%. And free throw line, he was 15 of 22. That's 68.2%. That can always be improved. But... This kid was on a team that won the JUCO Region 4 championship, advanced to the national tournament. Team was 26-8. and And got to get his offense up a little bit. Averaged 3.9 points and 2.3 rebounds and almost 11 minutes of action during the season. So he's got some size, and I'm sure Danny will get him to – open up his offensive repertoire a little bit more. But I think we're looking here at a kid that, again, can shoot from distance, and he's looking to protect the rim. You need that. You lose Ideen Penavum, Penavum going to pursue an NBA career, feeling that it's best for him to move on to get to that next level. Marshall needs some size, and guess what? You bring this kid in. And I think you get your size. So Dan's going to join us on the program here in a little bit. We'll talk to him. We'll see where we stand with the uh, the Byers kid. If he can comment on him, if not, we will wait till the official release from the Thundering Herd on that. Also, 
We've got a, a lot to get into today as far as what's happening across the thundering herd landscape. Marshall baseball not happening. And they were going to play earlier today, about 3 o'clock. Tried to move that game up because they were trying to avoid the weather. Some nasty weather was coming their way. And there was a little confusion. First, we got the note, okay, this game's been moved to three. All right, that's fine. No show tomorrow. We're fine. We're good. And then we get the note, okay, it's been canceled. And then we had to walk that back a little bit because I think West Virginia was holding out a little bit, trying to wait till the last minute to decide to cancel this game because they thought they could get it in, but they wanted to wait and see what today looked like. So, the decision this morning made no Marshall West Virginia game. So Thundering Herd is going to go to Beckley now, wrap it up, their final series before the season's over. No chance of getting into the Conference USA tournament, which is a disappointment for Marshall baseball. Such a uh, a promising season, and I know that's been used a lot, a promising season. Injuries did not help this baseball team. So no Mountaineer matchup with the Thundering Herd. That game was pretty good the last time they played in Charleston. I was kind of hoping for something similar in that contest. West Virginia, Marshall, I mean, they're really competitive against each other in baseball and a few of the other sports. So that would have been really fun to see. So no baseball today. Now we'll turn our attention to golf. And right now, Thundering Herd have got a dandy and Alex Weiss. He's in a tie for 60th place at the NCAA Raleigh Regional. He's got a score of 6 over 148 after two rounds. Here's what Grobe said today. Matt Grobe, head coach, golf team, played well today. Still isn't making as many birdie putts as we're used to seeing, but he is rolling the ball well. Added that he's looking forward to watching him compete in the final round tomorrow and trying to move up the leaderboard. I mean... The kid did see a four-stroke improvement from the previous day, shot one over 72 on Tuesday afternoon, and guess what? Got an eagle on the 15th hole. The eagle on number 15 was set up after he hit a perfect drive off the tee. From there, he hit a two-iron across a lake and made a putt from 10 feet out. I would love to see this kid uh, have a little bit more success team-wise with the Thundering Herd, but on the individual standpoint, he's been doing pretty good. That's got to make you feel good about Marshall Golf and the uh, job that, of course, Coach Grove's been doing. This has got to help as well. You get a little notoriety out of your golf team. You can point to this and say, hey, you know, we're getting kids here. We're moving up. You can be a part of the program. Come on on. Be part. So we'll try to get Groby on this weekend and uh, see where we're at with this and um that's where we're at with marshall sports kind of a light day on the thundering herd landscape we got one official confirmation of a player coming in and we've got one verbal with a wait and see on the official release from the thundering herd i'm a little bit more on the let's wait till i get the official word before i really dive into it just because a verbal's a verbal signed paper is completely different But we'll talk to Marshall head basketball coach Dan D'Antoni. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. We'll get his thoughts on his new addition. Maybe squeeze a little NBA in there with him as well. And, of course, later on we'll get your phone calls in. This is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. It's ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 
Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And it's always fun to get a chance to talk to the head coach of the Marshall basketball team since basketball season seems to have been extended from, um, well, all 12 months. Coach is with us on the program now. It's kind of funny, Coach. We're, we're talking about Marshall basketball longer and longer and further into the months now. You must be doing something right. Well, some players are doing a lot of things right. We uh, we do it. Uh, we had a nice run this year. Uh, players are exciting to watch. And, uh, kind of new for our area, so it's exciting. We're having fun doing it. Well, you seem to picked up uh, another dandy here. You uh, picked up uh, Ante Sustich. Uh, you got yourself a another big Croatian. You described him as a modern big. What? Are you saying about him? What are you trying to to, to relay to people well, about what he is? Well, we we play a lot like uh, uh, as good as we can be. I, I wouldn't certainly compare us to us, but we play positionless basketball, and uh, he's able to play inside, outside. He's guard. He can keep you know a lot of uh, smaller guys in front of him, yet he's long enough to uh, handle the big guys inside. So, you know, we're trying to get five Kevin Durant. If you can find him, I'll go recruit. So what attracted you to him? Where did you find him in your uh, in your recruiting uh, search? Uh, you you seem to find a, well, a lot of these big ones. Well, he was he was at uh, uh, junior college, and they had uh, – they uh, his coach had left. He did okay. He had some pretty good numbers, pretty good production numbers. Uh, under the other coach, and then when the coach left, they brought in more of a standard back to your back uh, uh, power forward and center, and he kind of went to the bench. Uh, we have connection with uh, a couple of guys. I, I have a Croatian on my staff. He had seen him and felt like his skill set fit our skill set, so, and that's the biggest thing is trying to find players that have. Uh, uh, the skill sets that you require. If you if you don't, and you try to plug in kids or teach kids that don't have those skill sets, then usually it's difficult, and they start losing their confidence. And then a lot of times, good players become bad players. And, uh, I, I found that that once players feel comfortable and, they, and they're confident, they're asked to do things that they're capable of doing. Then confidence comes back and. Uh, you know, the production numbers come up and you have a good team. Joining us on the program, Marshall basketball coach Dan D'Antoni. The official word came today that Ante Sustich has joined the Thundering Herd. Do you see him as someone's going to be a project for a little while for you, or is he going to have an immediate impact, you hope? Uh, well, he's a Juco, so, you know, he only has two years. We have, uh, you know, we didn't lose anybody, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, of a, a dean left and uh, signed with uh, Bill Duffy's uh, uh, organization. And so we all of a sudden had a need. And uh, so we had to go. I wanted to get a little bit mature player. But now we have a kid that's going to come in his first year. He, he worked with us last year. He was, he was not eligible last year, but he becomes eligible this year. He's uh, 6'10 and a half and 350 pounds. At bad, maybe more, and uh, but he he's fast. He he runs like Shaq. He can 
when Shaq was young, and uh, uh, he's really an agile player who can keep Lills in front and really play like like we like to play. And so we, we when I was looking at Ante, I, I you know I knew that he was going to be at, at best a backup for uh, Bennett, but at the same time. Uh, if it works out and he and his skill sets are real good at that for play alongside him so that you have two kids, 6'10", six, 6'10", ten, six, ten long, uh, that can uh, protect the basket defensively and, and then do our pick and rolls and, and then uh, get to the rim and, and force defenses to rotate. And, that, of course, when that happens, that gives you your outside shot. So, you know, we uh, we feel good that he can do that. We uh, just now, and you probably haven't heard yet, but we all signed another kid at 16, and he uh, hasn't signed. Well, he has signed. I think he signed a letter. But anyway, he uh, 16 and uh, can be a one through five. He, he is a Kevin Durant type of player. So we think, you know, by getting in the tournament and uh, people getting the name out there, and Mike, you got Mike out there. And most people, or a lot of people know he came from the same same school, basketball school, that uh, we seem to be getting to good players, and I think we'll have a good ball club. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that the other player, uh, Michael Byers, who uh, we got heard that he, he gave the verbal. So uh, he brings right. a lot more size to you as well at six foot ten. Uh, you're going to get him for, I believe, three seasons. Uh, played one season right. at right. Uh, Mesa Community College. What can you right. tell us about him other than he's big? Well, he, he can play one through five, and that's, uh, you know, sometimes you look at numbers, you look at numbers like, and you say, well, he didn't have the great numbers or anything like that, but, I, you know, I watched the tape, and they kind of were basically using him as a uh, back-to-the-basket guy, and, uh, you know, he's too slight, he, he's slender, he, he can't play that way, and you're taking away a lot of part of his game, but then I started looking at his stats, played nine minutes a game, but he got 7.8 points a game, and he got three rebounds, and he was shooting 48% from threes, 52 overall. So when you start looking at his stats and you start going, wait a minute, now he's almost scoring a point a minute when he's on the floor and uh, shoots over or right at 50% from threes, you know, (laughs) I would think it might not be him. They got to find him a little bit better because the boy has got capable of a lot more than his stats are showing. So we think we got a real good one, a sleeper. He uh, he was 5'10 as a freshman, 6'6 when he graduated from high school, 6'9 now, and he looks like he's got another two inches in him. So we expect him a lot. Uh, he can put it on the floor. He can, you know, he can bring it up the floor. He can run your pick and roll, or he can, as a picker, or he can run the pick and roll as a passer. So... And he can spot up. So, you know, he's got the skill sets. We just have to build his body a little bit and, uh, and then turn him loose. How important was it to just get that size? Uh, the talent's there, it seems, but just to, to add that size, uh, maybe that was a minor criticism from some in the media. I'm not going to name names, Coach, but uh, that you need a little <laughs> bit more size. So it. It's okay. Well, listen, it's okay. They have their job. We were seeing uh, They were right. We were thin as far as size goes. And, you know, everybody says you want to play small ball. I want to play as 
big a ball as I can that can do all the things that you we want him to do. And uh, so, you know, we added a bunch of size. Our guards are really strong coming back uh, with John Elmore and uh, C.J. Burks, two 20-point scores. And uh, we had a freshman uh, uh, that was the other guard, and he defends and gets up there and it's kind of a motor. So, you know, we that last year's team had four, four juniors and three freshmen. Then we got George and uh, uh, Jansen Williams coming back, who really came on during the year six, eight, six, six player. But and uh, you know a little slight of build, but you know what? If you're quick, uh, a lot of times uh, slight of build is just being aggressive. And if you're mentally aggressive, uh, you know KD is kind of thin too, or really was thin when he first came in, but he's pretty effective. So. Joining us on the program, Marshall basketball coach Dan D'Antoni. Uh, so you pretty much you've got every, everybody and everything you want in place now. Or are you uh, still trying to maybe put another uh, piece together here to finish this up? No, we're, well, we're done as far as this year, as far as recruiting. As far as the program goes, I think we just got to get consistency. I like what I've seen so far uh, 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 yesterday in the – Practice, or we had a workout, and uh, uh, Ira got loose and dunked the ball, moved the goal four feet back. I had uh, my managers go out there and push it back, and they couldn't push it back, so Ira went over himself and pushed it back himself. So, uh, you know, we we think we're a fun team, and uh, I think we got the program the right way. Got a great staff. Our staff solidified uh, the way we teach, and uh, you know, a lot of people say we play. Oh, y'all just play uh, pickup basketball. I said, well, you know, we teach pickup basketball the right way. And so there is a learning process. That's, uh, I use the term all the time when I was at Sox City High School in the late 70s, early 80s. And a lot of people picked up on the term of organized chaos. And I go, that's kind of how we played. I, we used to name our basketball program organized chaos. And that is that, you know, what people might see as chaotic is not. If you came and watched this practice, you would see there's a rhyme and reason to everything we do, and we practice what we do. And uh, so, you know, we're trying to create that scenario out on the floor. We think we got the coaching staff now who has – we teach a little different or practice a little di- different than uh, what I did even way back in the 80s. But a little different practice, a little different skill sets and how we teach it. and. So you have to have your staff kind of learn. They haven't played it for So we feel like now that I know that when we do practice, I have to do a lot less. I can turn it over. And uh, we think we got a chance to, you know, help bring uh, to a national type of basketball school. Marshall basketball coach Dan D'Antoni joining us on the program. And uh, you've got your team set, it feels like, now. Um, I know you are the type of guy who is always looking to improve not just the team, but facilities, everything you have, try to be as first class as possible. Uh, we haven't had a chance to speak since uh, the announcement came out that uh, you're getting a new scoreboard, first time in a long time, yep. and it's going to be right there hanging like most basketball arenas in the center. And <laughs> I know you got to be excited for that to spruce up the Henderson Center a little bit. Well, you know, if we're going to, I always tell somebody, you know, my, my, uh, when I, we were in the NIT, the first team that we beat in the NIT was Villanova. 
and you can see where uh, they've gone and the facilities they have. You have to keep up. If you don't, you, you can't expect your program to be consistent and be a part of a national program, uh, a mid-major program, Wichita State, Gonzaga, you know, those type of schools. And your, your facility is, uh, is, is a show of investment or, or uh, care uh, that your school really cares about this basketball program, and they show it through facilities and how the operations run. So we think we've done some good upgrades uh, in the first four years. Uh, the plant itself, uh, we've cleaned it up a lot. Now you're getting a clock. Uh, we're getting new lockers coming in the locker room and uh, sprucing up our locker room and uh, hopefully uh, uh, won't stop there. We're going to have to have a practice facility and uh, you you have to have uh, uh, some, maybe a training table. It, it just has to be run in a first-class way. When uh, players feel like, to me, uh, and coaches, anybody, salaries, all, the whole thing has to be competitive and up at the upper half of uh, uh, Conference USA instead of the bottom half like it has been. So hopefully if we can push that all, we can be a good uh, – a good reference point for Marshall University, and people get to see us, and they're, they're impressed with what they see. They'll attend Marshall and understand that it's a it's a great school and a good chance for a good education and a fun environment to come and watch uh, basketball. Marshall basketball coach Dan D'Antoni, our guest. This is the drive. I'm your host Paul Swan here on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. Before we let you go, coach. Uh, so, um, how many uh, how many pointers did you give your brother to uh, kind of help him out in his uh, his next game? Yeah, right. I, I know this. He, he called me at uh, eight no eight o'clock this morning, and I, I was busy, tied up, didn't get to it. Then he called me again at eight forty five. I knew that I better take the phone call, so I dropped what I was doing, just listened to him. You know, they think. Uh, you know, they weren't that far away that there's some things that he can adjust and uh, uh, give them a better chance. Uh, you know, Golden State is a is a once-in-a-long-time a or five-decade type of team. Uh, they're very, very good, and uh, when you get into uh, championships, they, they know what it's about, and they got the skill set to get it done. Uh, they're going to have to tweak probably their offense a little bit and try to get the ball moving just a little bit or to make a little bit quicker decisions as to starting their uh, offense. And the toughest part is, is defensively trying to get into them. And, you know, KD shot like, they shot like 60%, and they, a lot of them were tough shots, so they didn't get any quick outs on the uh, transition, and, which usually gets Gordon and uh, Rizzo and players like that going, and they didn't get any. So you're playing a tough team, and you went down one, but it's one ball game. I, you know, again, I hope that, uh, you know, they can make a few adjustments, come back and win this next one, then go steal one there, and then they're right back on track. You uh, keep an eye on the Eastern Conference as well, as much as you are the Western? Yeah, I, you know, I like I like Boston. I like Brady Brad coaches. And, uh, you know, he's got a, a lot of guys with no names and uh, not big names. They're not good names, but uh, not the big, big names. And, uh you know they're they're a tough little team, and I like the way they move and uh, move the basketball and uh, share it. There's a lot of people can have big games that way. You know you don't have, you just won't have one guy that you know if one guy goes down, next guy steps up in their program. That's kind of the way we like to play with our offense. I like to think that 
one player goes down, next guy stands up. So uh, it's a kind of a mindset you bring, but it's also how the ball moves and it gives everybody a shared opportunity to play well. You think maybe this is the year in the Eastern Conference where team ball wins over LeBron James? I think it's look like it's got a good chance. <laughs> I've never counted LeBron out because that, that's uh, that's one of the greatest. But uh, you know, uh, it looked like it looks like uh, they got so many weapons that uh, spreads everybody out, and everybody you know, LeBron can't rest on defense. He's got a guard the whole time there. Then he's got to carry him on offense. Might be a little bit too big a load for him. I don't know, but uh, he's awfully good. I I don't know if I go out there and put a bet down against him for sure, but uh, it should be a great series again. And uh, one thing I learned in the NBA experience is that, uh, you know, uh, you don't uh, start celebrating or or uh, getting too disappointed until there's about two minutes in the game left in the game because there's a big ebb and flow in game and can be in games. And the same thing with wins and losses in series. There's a big ebbs and flows of getting beat. 24 points in one game, you can come back and win by 10 the next. And seen it too many times. You know, in college, sometimes that doesn't happen. When a team's 20-some points better than you, it probably stays that way. But uh, not in the NBA. NBA, the, you can have vast swings and scores and outcomes. Dan D'Antoni, our guest, Marshall's basketball coach. Uh, congratulations <laughs> on everything so far. And, uh Good luck as uh, you get this team ready for uh, a basketball season that we're already wanting to start tomorrow. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the kids gave me a great ride. Fans were great this year. We we built our fan base. They're coming back. They're loud. They're interested. Uh, we had uh, 50 or 60 people at practice just watching us practice in uh, May uh, for next year. So we, we hope that uh, it's good for Huntington, good for Marshall, good for the state of West Virginia, and we're going to give them our best shot. So all I can say to everybody, let's go herd. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate your time today. All right, man. Take care. Thank you. That's Dan D'Antoni, head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. We'll take the phone calls now, 304-399-8255. You can join us toll-free, 877-420-8255. We've got more on the way. This is The Drive on ESPN, FM, and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's Tuesday. It's May 15th. You're listening to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. And uh, usually I, uh, I I don't get to see him on a regular basis because he's here bright and early in the morning. But uh, Bill Cornwell's in studio with us now. You missed a good interview. Uh, Dan D'Antoni. Uh, no, I was listening to it in the car. And... Uh, it was good to hear it. I know he had a lot to say about his new assignee. And, Paul, I watched a little of the tape on him. And folks, go to YouTube and look it up because kid is mobile, if nothing else. I love to watch the guy. He can do the pick and roll, which, of course, is a big part of Marshall's offense. He's good with ball fakes. He can go out and shoot the three. Alley-oops, he's big with that. Of course, that's a big part of Marshall's offense. Uh, I would imagine he will be the beneficiary of uh, a lot of John Elmore alley-oops come this uh, this basketball season. I don't know if he's overcompensating, but um, he loses some size on Idean Peneva, so he goes out and gets, gets his, two. Gets two. Now, so he's got a spare now. Now, Byers is uh, uh, different than the, than the kid that uh, – 
they got the commitment from on Friday. I think uh, Sustich, I believe, was his name, Auntie Sustich. I, he look, he's more of a big body, and I don't know if he has the mobility that, that Michael Byers does. But, uh, again, it's two 6'10 big bodies, and, and that is not bad. Excellent pronunciation on that. Uh, Ante Sustich. And, of course, you know, let's not discount Aran Bennett. And let's hope that Aran Bennett is healthy and ready to go this fall. So you would have three 6'10 guys around. And, of course, Jansen Williams, who is getting stronger in the weight room, uh, working on his body. There's a 6'9 guy. So this is going to be a Marshall team that all of a sudden is going to have a little bit of size out there. Not going to be vertically challenged, as has been the case at times. So Cornwell's in studio. This is the drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Have you ever seen a time where we're this excited about Marshall basketball yeah. in May? Well, May. We got we're there's excitement about Marshall football and basketball for the simple fact that there is a lot of anticipation of good things. Now, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you get disappointed with that anticipation, but. Let's put it this way. The pieces are there in both sports to have just blockbuster years. Uh, the talent is there in, in basketball. We know that. And just, you know, making sure that John Elmore and C.J. Burks for sure are coming back. Uh, and, uh, but obviously there's just so much excitement with the football program coming off the New Mexico Bowl win, coming off the late outstanding recruiting class that Coach Doc Holliday and staff put together and the uh, – the anticipation about uh, uh, the, the the quarterback from Wagner, uh, who is so highly touted, and seeing what he does this fall, and uh, and loaded backfield, loaded wide receiver position, uh, offensive line that's uh, really experienced. I mean, lots of depth there. New coaching situation. New, new coaching situation. New offensive coordinator. New defensive coordinator, although they're going to run a lot of the same stuff that they did with Chuck Heater. Um, on the defensive side, lots of athletic uh, players who are playmakers, a little bit of experience. Uh, Ryan B., of course, back for his senior season, and I think he's going to have a big year. Probably the biggest um, uh, hole or biggest question is going to be the, the kicking game. You know, you wonder who's going to get that job. But a lot of positives. Good time for herd fans right now. Basketball, football. Now just got to get a few other things cleaned up with the uh, Olympic sports, and I uh, think you're going to be all right. And, and I saw that our, our good friend Katie Pate has left the, the fold. Yeah, Georgia State. I saw that yeah, yesterday. Katie, Katie Pate, assistant coach uh, with the Marshall women's basketball <laughs> team, and she was a good friend of the show, Paul. And uh, she was fun. She was she high was energy, fun. and uh, she is uh, has taken an assistant's job down in Atlanta, at Georgia State, and. I think that's a little closer to home for her. Makes perfect sense. And but we're going to miss her. I'm sure she's going to uh, work her way back up to a head coaching job. Yeah, she but. she did what was it the Lenore Ryan where she was the coach before. Yeah. So she has some head coaching experience. Marshall's a tough job right now for the, uh, for the girls just because uh, expectations weren't where uh, you thought they would be. You've got a new coach come in, and he's trying to get off to a good start and uh, – you can't say anything negative about Tony Kemper, no. but this wasn't the year that uh, he was expecting. It wasn't yeah. even close. They, they had injury problems. They, they lost a couple of players that key, at key positions that uh, they could have uh, really couldn't afford to lose. And um, the transition year just wasn't didn't go smoothly between 
himself and his predecessor, Coach Matt Daniel, and um, it was a, a tough one uh, yeah. for the for the herd. But you kind of hope for next year that things improve because you got uh, you got some good uh, senior talent. Of course, uh, Shana Gore will be back, uh, an All Conference player, and be her senior season. And I, she wants to go out with a big year. She's your main weapon. She's your only. And then you lose to Lequa Hamilton. She's uh, finally done after, after 57 years. I was going to say after five decades. 57 years. <laughs> I've never seen someone age so gracefully and uh, still be able to play uh, basketball after 57 years. She had a long <laughs> – it's kind of a It was 57 number, years. A, a long college career. I mean, she, <laughs> she outlasted what, several athletic directors and coaches. She, she was there a long time. She almost had was under three coaches. You're right. Yeah, just about. So um, <laughs> she definitely had a uh, a long run at Marshall. You're yeah. going to miss her because just because you're not going to have that leadership and that presence. So it's going to be imperative that Shayna Gore becomes that leader and that presence. She's got to be that firm presence that will get this team through what comes next. She has to be because. I mean, she's the weapon right now, so she's got to add that to her repertoire of being able to go out there and and control, uh, you know, direct, be just inspirational. Everything that comes with being a senior, she's got to be able to do that and be a leader. It is 545. This is The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're going to take our final break. We'll give you a chance to get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way here. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I've got Bill Cornwell in studio with me as well here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. To the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the May 15th edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. A rare reunion here. Paul Swan and Bill Cornwell with you. And, of course, anytime Bill's in studio, there has to be mention of the University of Kentucky Wildcats because you're already trying to figure out how you can work it out to go see Utah come well, into Rupp Arena. Actually, I, I'm just excited that they scheduled, yeah, well, uh, UK and uh, – Utah running Utes have scheduled a basketball uh, non-conference game at Rupp for this upcoming season, and that is a good scheduling move for both schools. Uh, an SEC Pac-12 matchup, uh, no problem with that anytime. And um, Utah's, you know, last three or four years, they, they made the NCAA tournament. Now, last year they were an NIT team, but uh, uh, they are a solid uh, Pac-12 program, of course, uh, Coach Larry Kay, Larry Kostoviak is the coach, and uh, that'll be a good uh, test for the Cats. And uh, I would rather see him play the Utahs of this world than playing uh, some of the uh, lesser schools that sometimes they do schedule non-conference in uh, in Rupp Arena. Uh, you know, like you know they played Harvard uh, last year was one. I know that they had a couple of more and. Of course, they played the played Monmouth up in uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, I love, play, play these teams like Utah, people like that. It's a good game for uh, Monmouth. It's a good game we, for Harvard. Although we do know that Kentucky already has uh, built-in tough opponents because you, you have that Champions Classic every year, and I think they play Duke this year. So oh, that, that'd be fun. That's going to be a rough, though, right? Uh, no, no, that, no, that one's uh, on a neutral court. Is that on a neutral court? And I think that they have uh, – 
I don't know if they're playing UCLA this year. You know, like they've been playing uh, last few years, but um, there there are some kind of built-in tough games. And of course, you got your Louisville game that, uh, as you always do, and that, that'll be interesting. Back as the new Louisville Cardinal coach and his first experience playing UK. Uh, that would be a loss for Louisville. Well, should be. It should be. Well, I don't think Louisville's going to bounce back right away. They sort of faded. They did. They and were they were okay. They're a good program, but they're not going to be uh, elite level the, for a while. And they're also going to have to do some major building because they've lost some of the talent that they had this year, even in a struggling year without with all the controversy that was going on in Louisville. And uh, they lost other players. So Chris Mack is having to really rebuild from the bottom up with his recruiting and just the, I guess you would say, the, the nuts and bolts of the program. You um, you have a coach who's accused of everything he's accused of, and mm-hmm. you lose him, you lose your athletic director, and then NCAA uh, problems. You vacate a championship, take down the banner. Does that mean Patino's got to vacate his tattoo as well? I want does he have to see, have that removed? I want that televised. I'm serious. Does he, does he have to have that lasered <laughs> off? Does the NCAA <laughs> that would be tough. Does the NCAA send a notice to him that you have to laser off that be, tattoo? We're going to send the NCAA Gestapo to come and make sure I mean, that is laser Does off. Louisville make the phone call and say, we're sorry, Rick, you're going to have to remove that tattoo. <laughs> we got it. We took the banners down, and now you got to take the tattoo down? <laughs> that, that would be harsh. I would do it. That would be cold. That would be hard. If I'm the NCAA, I'm going to add injury to insult. I'm just going to call him up. Yeah, they're going to have to remove that tattoo. Sorry, you're going to have to laser that thing off. That's going to be an interesting year all around for the Louisville Athletic Department because, of course, you got Lamar Jackson gone for the football program. So, you know, your, your star attraction for a couple, three years is gone from the football program. You know, where do you go from here? Already in the tough ACC having to compete with the – the uh, people like Florida State and compete with Clemson, Georgia Tech, people like that, Virginia Tech. They were right there. They were on the they plateau. Were. They were not on top of the world, but they were pretty high up. They were, pretty they were high knocking up. on the door. They were knocking on the door, and it might be a little tough this year. And then, of course, uh, probably the, the, the most stable program there at that school right now is the women's basketball program, which, you know, was a Final Four team this past year and has been knocking on that door the last few years. They're, they're, and, of course, their good baseball program, which went to the College World Series last year. Yeah, you take your victories where you can. You do. Um, that's why uh, you're celebrating Marshall basketball right now. And Yeah, it's, it's one win in the NCAA tournament, but it's the first ever win in the NCAA tournament. And hopefully the Thundering Herd can repeat that, get back to the NCAA tournament. That would be what would be fantastic? Marshall can make it a back-to-back appearance, maybe get another win. That would really uh, put this program uh, in good footing. By the way, I, I didn't hear you, the first part of your interview with uh, Coach D'Antoni, but did you by any chance mention the three guys that were sitting in the front row last night at the game with the Marshall gear on? No, I didn't. There, there was a guy. I saw that. Right, yeah. Who, now, that, that number 10 jersey, I believe, was Mike's jersey. Now, I mean, that was his number at Marshall. So, Well, you've got some smart fans yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, they had a Mike D'Antoni, Mar- but it's a new style Marshall jersey the guy had. And then two guys sitting with him had the Dan D'Antoni white shirt with the Marshall logo. And, in fact, one of them had the Dan D'Antoni jacket going with the white shirt. Going to do it, do it right. I mean, it was a 
a tribute to the Dan Tony family and Marshall no. on the front row in the uh, the Jack Nicholson seats there at the Toyota Center in Houston. All I know is uh, Dan has already uh, had conversations with Mike. Uh, Mike yeah, made, I did. I did hear him yeah, say that. Mike I, made I, the I phone heard call. about the phone calls. Yeah, Mike made the phone call. So uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was like. Who were those guys? Where they get your shirts from? I don't know what that conversation. Uh, tell you be. what, it's it's awful nice to have a brother that you can call and use as a sounding board, if nothing else. And and I'm sure that's what Mike was doing today, talking to Danny, and because I and knowing Danny, he probably had a few uh, a few tidbits to give him. I wanted to ask him about gambling, but uh, I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to go there just yet with him, since yeah. uh, gambling is now going to be legal in the state of West Virginia. I'm curious how um, that's going to be handled. I'm sure uh, from a coaching standpoint, Dan knows all about that. Well, Being an NBA coach, he knows. So, well, Marshall uh, and, and West Virginia both, they have some uh, some concerns. Uh, I say a lot of their issues are going to be uh, uh, compliance and, and, the, and making sure that people involved with the athletic department keep a nose clean uh, when it comes to Gaming and gambling. I think that it's going to continue to be uh, you cannot. I, I know yeah. employees at Marshall couldn't even participate in bracket contests. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could fill a bracket out, but if there was a uh, even a hint of, okay, you're doing this, you're gaming, you're gambling, you're betting, no, you can't do this. So I don't think it changes. I'm curious what the cost is going to be, what the incurred cost is supposed to be, uh, from the, listening to Mike Hamrick and you know the representation that uh, went up to that meeting last week before the right. Supreme Court, Shane Lyons yeah. uh, from West Virginia. I, I will say this: uh, I think uh, Mike Hamrick's qualified to be an authority on this issue just because of his past <laughs> experience and his Deep previous positions. Yeah, I mean, you, you work in Las Vegas, you know what's up, but. I'm curious what the cost is. How much more do you perceive you need to make this work? And how much kickback is Marshall and West Virginia going to get if the uh, reports are true, that they're going to get a percentage of whatever integrity fee comes about? Tell you what, it, it will make a, a big uh, difference probably in the bottom line at Marshall. Of, you know, West Virginia, they, they have a pretty good situation built in as far as revenue is concerned, but at a place like Marshall, it can't hurt. i tell you another way to make uh, revenue better. Uh, I didn't have a time to get into this one, but the Baltimore Ravens are going to bring fans back by reducing concession prices. There you go. Concession prices are going to be lowered at Baltimore Ravens games. How many fans would come back to a game if the ticket price was fair and... They don't spend an arm and a leg no, for concessions. Now those $15 hamburgers or $9 hot dogs. I um, I spent five something for a, a beverage at the yeah. movie theater. Uh, yes. That's it. That's it. That's my uh, limit. Oh, oh, I, I can get with you on that one. That's my limit, man. And at least I get a refill. You know, pri- I'll say this: prices at Bengals games aren't terrible. Just personal experience. Yeah. And uh, you get that nice little collector's cup, and you get the sticker that yeah. gets your refill. There I mean, are worse. There are worse, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to buy a slice of pizza for what they're asking, nope. but it's not terrible. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, for Bill Cornwell, dropping by, visiting. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive. We'll see you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.